Welcome to the Podity. I'm Steven. I'm Nate. This is a show where we talk about all things nerdy, from lying still to justice. And today, we will be talking about the Batman, Geronimo. Finally, this topic. Uh, yeah, we've been alluding to this for a couple of weeks now. We watched Batman actually relatively early, right? Uh, we watched it on the fifth, was it? I think so. I think about yeah, about the fifth. Because it came out on the it came out on the third of March. No, it came out on the fifth of March, mm. and then we watched it like that week, opening week on a weekend. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it was quite. It came out on the third of March. We watched it on the fifth or sixth of March or something. Yeah. Like. We watched it relatively early. And when we walked out of the movies, we obviously had our opinions. Yeah, which is great because, well, we have very differing opinion. Definitely, yes. And, and I, I found out my opinion is differing from mo- almost the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because at, even at the end of the movie, uh, I turned to Nate and then I just turned oh man, this is damn good. And then he didn't reply me. And I just kept quiet. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you just kept quiet. And then you turned around to our other friend, uh, yeah. John. Shout out to John. Hola, manito. But yeah, okay, here's yeah. the thing. This was one of the first movies I've watched with John since... A long time, right? Paranormal Activity uh, oh. back in like 2010 or some shit. 2010? Yeah. That's more than a decade. Yeah, because we haven't really watched a movie together in a very long time. Really? Oh, that is very surprising. Yeah, I don't think... Because, okay, maybe maybe one of the DC films. Because he's my go-to guy whenever we watch DC films. But I was away for most of it. We didn't watch Batman vs. Superman in the theaters. How about Wonder Woman? Did we watch it together, the three of us? That's true, yes. With Sheena <laughs> as well, right? Yeah, four of us. Right, okay, okay. That's yeah, like... That well, that would have been the last one. <laughs> that's still like, that's yeah, what, that's 2017? 17 or 18. 2017, right, 2018. That's still yeah. a long time. Five years yeah, man. between that's movies true. between for, for us and John. Which yeah. is a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's just the side story what actually happened in the cinema. But yeah. But yes, we have differing opinion, but I thought that would be very interesting for an episode as well. Because most of the time, we kind of agree with yeah, shows definitely. Like and I and and yeah, but I think for today's episode, um, I was thinking that we will let's begin first before going into those details. Sorry, I'm trying to stifle a laugh because I just suddenly remembered what happened during the Wonder Woman movie. What happened? I was sitting right next to John, and whenever yeah. the music for Wonder Woman come out, he would very excitedly go. Sing it under his breath, and I don't even know whether he realized it, but it was it was so awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's go back to the right. episode we'll okay. be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Now you made me lost. I threw train. you off yeah, your train of yeah, thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For today's uh podcast, what we're gonna be talking about first, I think let's not get into the things that we don't like or, or don't like or disagree with. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But rather, let's let's talk about Batman itself first, you know? Just g- generic, like... Yeah, what's, sure. What's your favourite Batman? I'm just curious. Favourite in terms of comics or in just general. media representation? General? General. Uh, anything. This is a very g- general question. We can have a full conversation on Batman itself, right? But it's more like something... Definitely. Yeah. I can definitely have a full conversation on Batman with myself. Like, just talking to myself <laughs> about Batman. I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay. My favorite iterations of Batman were um, 
more recently, Tom King's Batman, Tom King's run of Batman, um, that was really good. I think that was Rebirth, yeah. I believe that was Rebirth. Tom King's run of Batman was amazing. Uh, and I will get a little bit into that before later because I have mm. some recommendations on okay, some some comics yeah. later. But yeah. Tom King's run on Batman was really amazing. It I felt was a very true representation of Batman. Okay, I definitely like Dick Bat, which is when Dick Grayson became Batman. Oh, I I read that. That's pretty yes. awesome. Yeah. Uh, his relationship with 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 Damian Wayne and yeah. as Batman was really awesome because. Yeah. You get to see Dick kind of lose himself a little bit into the role of Batman and be taking on a more gritty and yeah. more, I don't know, a slightly more chaotic version of himself. Yeah. Where Because Nightwing doesn't actually hurt people. You yeah. know, he captures them and then he interrogates them and then he leaves. But you get to see Dick drop a guy from like the first or second floor to break his legs. That kind of... Yeah. Batman scare tactics yeah. where it won't kill you it'll just heart hurt a lot Yeah, and you see Dick trying to live up to that and you see the kind of struggle he has to try and live up to be Batman Yeah, and the dichotomy of how the typical Batman is always the serious and very focused character mm-hmm. versus the Rob in all the all grey and black suit versus Robin who is in bright colours and yeah. jumping around and very flashy and supposed to be bringing more of a second opinion eye yeah. to the to the investigation and how he's supposed to be a bit more out there. Yeah. When you come to Dick Bat it was kind of flipped because Damien was the very serious and focused one. Whenever they went out together you see the relationship and the how they communicate. Damien was the very serious yeah. one, the very focused one, the hyper focused, very serious, and and he was the Robin. Yeah. Whereas you you get Dick who's trying to talk to Damien and trying to be his, trying to be a figure that uh, like a parental figure essentially yeah. because Batman was well Bruce Wayne was dead. Yeah. And Dick had to kind of let him kind of mm. be a bit more jovial still to be the Dick that we all know and love, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but <Nice>. yeah <laughs> so, it's it was a very nice kind of flip on yes. the general formula that is Batman that's yeah. why I love that so much and also because not biased or anything Dick Grace is my favourite DC character of all time and he was my favourite yeah. comic book character of all time for the longest time until I eventually read Invincible right okay another version of Batman that I think is the perfect media representation and iconic Batman is Kevin Conroy's Batman in Batman the Animated Series yeah, from, yeah, yeah, exactly. from Bruce Timm. Yeah. That is, I feel, the epitome of what Batman should be. Yeah. And I love that version of Batman so much. That and in extension, the Justice League universe. Yes. The Justice yeah, League and yeah. Justice League Unlimited Batman. Those are really good. Yeah. I would also throw a shout out to the Young Justice version of Batman. Right, because of what little you get to see in of that Batman in the Young Justice series. By the way, I haven't watched the season, the newest season, season four, I believe. I I watched season three. I only watched season two. Yeah, and yeah. from what little you get to see of Batman so far up to season three is, he is the really you get to see the world's greatest detective at work, mm. and you see the psychology behind his, his his theoretical his theory of work whereas for example when Shazam was ousted to be a kid I believe it was 
Canary who asked if he wanted to step up while the adults talk. And Batman was behind the idea. Like, nobody even knew he was a kid. And Batman was, I knew. Because he knows everything. And you're and someone said, You're opposed to you're and, and yeah, you're so opposed to kids be fighting crime. How old was Dick when he joined? Nine? But somewhere along the line in the season they asked, Why would you allow Dick to become to fight to fight alongside you to see what you do? So that he become the next to you? And then Batman said, No. So that he won't. Yeah, exactly. That is the perfect yeah. Batman. He is... Yeah, agree. That is what Batman should be. He yeah. is a exclamation point of how to how to fight crime in Gotham. Yeah. And he wants to be the exclamation point so that in future, nobody else has to. Yeah. And I, I think to that point, right, I think there are a few points that you mentioned here mm-hmm. that made me want to talk about it at more, at yeah, our more at episode. Length, yeah. Uh, and I think that's... Okay, please remind me if I forget. Uh, wait, okay, wait, I'll write it I'll write it out. <laughs> what what was what was the prompt you want me to remind you? About uh about he doesn't want Robin to be Batman. Okay. And something along those lines of uh when Dick Grayson become Yeah, okay, we'll definitely talk yeah. about that because I love every single thing that yeah. Yeah, I have so many I things I want to talk about about that. But this episode is about the Batman. And Although if we you begin, wanna listen yeah. to that, stay tuned next this Thursday for more. Yeah. Then we'll definitely be talking about that. Yes, uh there's a more more is for more casual conversation. More is more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what about you? What are your favorite Batmans? I'm gonna start some with somewhere similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would start with Justice League Unlimited Batman. Definitely, uh, yeah. And that's the Batman you grew up on, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think you've watched Batman the animated series before. Uh, not not so much of it here not and there. So much, but mostly is the the Justice, Justice League, League one. Right? one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really like it. Uh, I mean, even now when I'm thinking back of all the Batmans that I've watched since then, right? Right. Uh, I realize it's it's just there's so much. Um, I, I okay. I love the contrast between him and other Justice League members. And right. whenever you pair him up with Superman, Wonder Woman, or even as a group, yeah, uh, doing things together, you get to see he's so unique. Yeah, he's like not only just because he's the only human, but the way he thinks. The way how strategic he is. The only non-empowered human. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the not the only non-empowered human, and he has to think a lot more strategically than everybody else. And I think yeah. you get to see that in the show. Uh, everybody else seems to be, oh, okay, yeah, we have power, and okay, let's let's use solve that this for thing. good. Yeah, it, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, and there's no. like very very interesting stories from every aspect of that yep. show, right? But when it comes to Batman himself, I was very very interested because. He has to think of so many steps ahead. Yes. And I'm so glad the writers uh even created a movie out of that. Uh the Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the, the title where basically Batman's uh defense system against the Justice League yeah. was leaked. Yep. And then that ca- caused a lot of problem. Mm-hmm, and when yeah. the Justice League confronted him yeah. at the end of the show, like, how can you do this? We give you our trust and all that. But he, all he said was, it makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, what if does. you guys rogue? You guys gone rogue? Gone, gone rogue? Who who should who would defend the earth? We exactly. Need, yeah. We need a backup plan. And if you don't guys, you, you guys don't see that, I shouldn't be here. I I will. I don't belong here. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. They. Ha- I I love that because there are a lot of iterations of that in the yeah. comics as well. Mm. For example, for Superman is Kryptonite, obviously. Yeah. For I believe for Green Lantern he had this powdered yellow fab yellow kind of powdered yeah. thing that puffs over him because Green Lanterns are canonically weak against yellow because yeah. that's the color yeah. of fear. It's direct opposites and everything, whatever. Yeah. And I believe in the comics as well, everybody was aware of Batman's contingency plan. 
Yes. And he went to show one of the comics, one of the iterations of the comics, Superman and Wonder Woman was about to get into a relationship. And Batman showed Superman Wonder Woman's box. And it was just a logo of Superman. And then he told Clark, the reason that you shouldn't get into a relationship with Wonder Woman is because you are my contingency plan for Wonder Woman. Oh, There shit. is no... Oh. There is no... Yeah, there is no... Abu- like, no weakness that I can take... Yeah, I can use against Wonder Woman except oh. that you are... Except for you. And if, in the event that all else fails, you need to be the one to take down Wonder Woman, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, amazing writing. I can't remember... Because that the Batman's contingency plan has been used so many times. I can't really remember, really remember which iteration and who the writer was for yes, this. Yes, but yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think it might have been in Injustice... Right, I'm not too certain. Injustice, the first Injustice one, not Injustice two, might have been there. But while we're still on this topic, I would still like to shout out two additional Batman's, which I think are for more are not iconically the best Batman, but still Batman that I really like a lot, which is one Will Arnett as Lego Batman. Will Arnett as Lego Batman was pure comedy and kind of a parody on Christian Bale's Batman altogether, which was so hilarious. Yeah, and also Danny Pudi's Batman in Community because oh, thanks for bringing it up. How yes. can I not yeah. mention Danny Pudi? He was so like there were moments of her heroism, him running into the study room and pulling <laughs> Pierce and Jeff out right before the <laughs> collapse of the furniture, yeah. and him and his monologue at the end, yeah. where it's just. I'm sleeping. No, I'm not. You are sleeping. <laughs> Just <laughs> one of the best comedic performances of a Batman. And later on, I think it was, I don't know whether there's the last bit where him and uh Troy Abed and Troy just talking in Batman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Troy just asking Batman what he should do and something and yeah. it's so hilarious. <laughs> what about you? What are some other yeah. besides the Batman animated series, the the Bruce Timms yep. Batman? What other Batman do you like? So I think it's still Around a similar of uh, that, of course, Christian Bale's Batman. Okay. Uh, and, okay, I'm a sucker for origin stories, right? So, some of my favorite, like, comic or even adaptation is uh, Batman Begins. Okay, uh, yeah, Batman Begins is really, yeah. And then, uh, and then the other one for me that was really great was actually Batman Year One. Batman Year and One I think really good, yeah. I can't remember what was the one where the Court of Owl one or... That yeah. was Batman Court of Owls. I think it might be the comic though for this one. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, all these are really, really amazing Batman stories that I'm just, you know, I grew up with and they're always, I don't know, I mean, Batman has always been like a superhero that's unique because he's non-empowered. He has to think on his feet and I find a lot of uh, inspiration from that. It is amazing, yeah. Batman is, I feel Batman is more of an it, more inspiring to mm. me than any other superhero. Maybe the Flash for me, personally. Right, but okay. Yeah, I think it's always... How are you going to relate to a god yeah. like Superman, you know? Yeah. Yes, he's a good guy and everything, but still, he's a god. How are you going to relate to him? Yeah. It's very difficult. There is always going to be a disconnect. That's why I feel Batman has always been a go-to for ev- a lot of people's favorite Yeah, it's very hero. easy. I mean... He is my favorite superhero in DC, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is why I think it's really smart for them now to do Jonathan Kent's Superman because mm-hmm. it's more relatable because it's a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. 
in the new newer iteration of comics. There are two Superman, mm-hmm. which is of course Clark Kent and John Kent, which is his son. And that is a more of a coming of age story that where you get to understand. Yes, he's a, he has the powers of a god, but <laughs> this is the story of how he's gonna become yeah okay the future Superman, which is more understandable, more relatable. Right. Okay. That's about Batman. I would also actually like to oh, point out add- one yeah. more Batman. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Michael Keaton. Oh, I forgot one more Batman as well. Yeah. Yes. Michael um, Keaton's yeah. Batman from 1989, the yeah. Batman Tim Burton's Batman 1989. That was a I feel a really good starting point for. Batman in the blockbuster film franchise, mm, which was so really true. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he started it all, right? And His portrayal of Batman yes. there was really good, and I'm very excited that he's going to be in the new Batgirl movie as a grizzled old Batman. Yeah, because I I I, I love it when Batman becomes older and yeah yeah, and I I can't wait for that Batgirl movie because Leslie Grace is in it as well. Yep. and we all know how big a fan I am of Leslie Grace from In the Heights and everything, which yeah. is amazing. But yeah. That's one more Batman that I'd like to shout out. Yeah. Oh, for me, it will be... Actually, how can I forget this? Is Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. Yes. Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark that as was an yeah. amazing story for me. Yep. I really like the both part... I think part one, part two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And three. Three. Yes, maybe. I can't remember. I read the comics a while back. Maybe with that I read it quite ago. a while back. <laughs> yeah. At least 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But I remember that was... L- that left And we've me all established 10 years ago is 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so I, I think those, and I think that brings us to the latest addition to the blockbuster, yeah. the Batman. Pattinson's Batman, yeah. Pattinson's Batman, I guess so. To be honest, you know, when uh, I had my doubt uh, personally when uh, when they showed the cast and all that, like, right. wait, this guy is Batman? He never, <laughs> in my mind, I thought that he can be Batman or who, who he would be cast yeah. as Batman. But, you know, and so comes to the movie itself. So, but okay, when yeah. they announced the cast for Batman, I was, I was surprised that they chose Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. but not as taken aback as everybody mm-hmm. because I knew Robert Pattinson was a really good actor. Right. Okay. Like I know he is a really really good actor, and I know that he would be able to pull off Batman no problem. I was more surprised that Colin Farrell was going to be Penguin. Right. That was what yeah. kind of surprised me a little bit more. And also, another casting that kind of took... Like, I was taken aback from was Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. Okay. That was... Yes, I mean... I've seen Jeffrey Wright play a smart, intelligent character before. And mm-hmm. James Gordon requires that. Yep. But when I think of James Gordon, I I think of... The most recent iteration of James Gordon, which is J.K. Simmons. That... I felt was going to be a really good version of James Gordon. And then I think of, oh, what's his name? Gary Oldman. Of course, yeah. Of course, Gary Oldman. And that was another really good version of Mm -hmm. James Gordon. So that was the one that kind of took me back the casting, which was Jeffrey Wright. Right, okay. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I was not surprised. I'm, I'm... I'm yeah. sure she. I'm. Sh- I was sure she was going to do a really good job, and yeah, she was. She in fact did a really good job. And I will say, all the surprise, all the surprise castings to me, for example, Jeffrey Wright. Yep, did a fantastic job as well. Yeah, yeah, and Andy Serkis as Alfred as well. Amazing job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when they cast Andy Serkis as James uh, as Alfred, I knew that they were kind of 
going a different direction than the Butler route, mm-hmm. which I I knew was gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, because that Alfred is so good, man. Like, okay, for example, even in in Ben Affleck's Batman, mm-hmm. their Alfred was really good as well, even though it wasn't the typical Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it I was more along the lines of a less Butler, but of course he's still. He still did act as a little bit more of a butler. But Jeremy Irons as Alfred in Batflex version of Batman, mm-hmm. that was more akin to what I felt Andy Circus was going to be. More assisting Batman with Batman problems than waiting on Batman hand and foot like Michael Caine. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. So I was very happy with yeah. Andy Circus. Mike, I think Michael Caine is closer to the animated series Batman, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. where he's more, uh, doing more of the administrative and uh, yep. the back end. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. This well, other... because in that verse they had Lucius Fox. Yes. So that was that kind of fulfilled that purpose for Batman already. Yeah. Which of course Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox, amazing as well. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about the movie. Uh, we maybe just share some interesting things that we see uh, sure. along the way. And maybe the first bit actually that we get to see is the opening scene itself. Yeah. Uh, the first one you get to see from the perspective of the Riddler, uh, I thought that was very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me of like maybe those 90s uh, horror movie. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, right? Where like start Blair Witch Project. It yeah. was kind of a vlog before the vlog was a vlog. Uh huh. Kind of just recording themselves and taking down a video log mm. before a vlog became a right. more household term. I right. would say, yeah, yeah. It was just a video log of their kind of daily, well, not daily lives of their lives. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, m- maybe just uh, share this opening scene. You get to see the perspective of uh the Riddler mm-hmm. and also then the introduction of Batman himself. Maybe in this part, what do you think? It's, it's, I will say the first 10 minutes of the film got me really hyped for the movie. Okay. The yeah. first 10 minutes of the film, right until the part where you see Batman appears for mm-hmm. the first time, that was... Sorry, yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Spo- we're going to hit like this. We're going to go in full in detail. Yeah. With all the parts of the movie. So if you haven't watched Batman, yeah, you might want to cut out right about now because we're going to kind of spoil it. Y- yeah. Lot. We... Yeah, we, that's what we do. Uh, so, thanks for reminding. Although, <laughs> we keep forgetting. <laughs> although, yeah, we keep forgetting. Although, I would say, even if you want to listen to our conversation now, it wouldn't affect the whole... Well, it might affect the it twist. M- I think it, it yeah. might affect the I think the this is one of the movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you, want to, if you haven't watched the Batman and you are intending to watch the Batman and you don't want it to be spoiled, this will be the part to kind of... Bye-bye, you know. Yeah. So, and come back, please. <laughs> and, yeah, and come back once you've watched it. Yes. So, I'll get into my... I'll return now back to what I was going to say. So up until the point where Batman appears for the first time, that first maybe 10 or 15 minutes, whatever, Mm. was so amazingly well done. Right, yeah. And it really set the tone because you get to see the kind of theme of the Batman already. Yeah. And you get to hear Giacchino's music and everything set the tone and it was very similar to... Bruce Timm's Batman and the Animated Series, the darker mm. Gotham. Yeah. It was also very close to Tim Burton's dark vision yeah. of Gotham, which is what Gotham is supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be the the pits. Well, not Bloodhaven is the pits of the of yeah. the 
whole whatever America is in that universe. But Gotham is not that far off. Yeah. And you get to see that Matt Reeves kind of had his vision of Gotham be that. Yeah. And you get to see the, with the music and the cinematography and the art style. Yeah. It was pointing in that direction and it got me really hyped. Very interesting point. Yeah. Um, Matt Matt Reeves, right? He, he, I think he was, I read somewhere he was, I think he was inspired by movies like Seven where you see Gotham is just raining all the time. Definitely. To show how oppressive this city is to the people, to the residents. Yes, I I believe he was heavily inspired by Seven and Hannibal or something. Hannibal as one of the specific scenes, I think. But but Seven is to showcase the oppressive nature of uh, Gotham as a definitely as a whole, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, you can definitely see the it. It drew a lot of comparisons to Seven, mm. which I feel is not fair. But that's my opinion again. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, a lot of people actually drew a lot of comparisons to the Batman to the Seven. Right. And thematically speaking, yes, it is very. I feel the similarity between Batman and mm. Seven, but also because it's a detective. Yeah. It revolves around the story of a detective. Yeah, it's that's about as similar it gets for me. I feel you, I know, you gotta so, stop. Yeah. You gotta stop drawing comparisons there. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. At the, at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, we we are not gonna compare from outside. At least right, we yeah. are more like oh yeah. I think at least my opinion is just you know an artist looking at getting inspired from inspiration. Other yes, movies from other and, yeah. Hey, I will say it, though, yeah. I love. I feel the best thing out of this movie was the music. Michael Giacchino. Yes. That's why I said, like, when I was going into this movie, yeah. I saw, okay, Matt Reeves, cool. Yeah. You know, the, he, I, I, he's a really good director. Michael Giacchino, my favorite composer of yeah. all, like, of current times. Yeah. Right? And then there's Greg Frazier, whose cinematography is well-renowned for being amazing. And yeah. I kind of knew, I kind of figured moving from these main three names, they were going to go towards a darker... Mm. A more Bruce Tim version of Batman, yeah. which I was so excited for, and the first ten minutes solidified all of that. So yeah. The music, the usage of Ave Maria, yes, and, and playing yeah. in a minor key, yeah, yeah, exactly, and everything about that was just—it set the tone so good yep. for the movie, and I was so excited. Yeah. And Michael, okay, another fun fact about Michael Giacchino: apparently, he wrote the main theme, the bum 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 bum. Before there was a script, mm-hmm. before there was a casting, and I believe before Matt Reeves was even on the project. Wow, means he really liked he Batman. He set the yeah. tone for the movie. But it's man. true, the music sets the tone. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. So music for any film or any media out there, right, sets the tone more than anything else. Yes. And Michael Giacchino is so amazing at giving, at inspire, at invoking emotions from you. Yes. And his Batman suite yes. is so amazing. I love it so much, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this, yes, there's this impending doom, like a pom, 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 yeah. pom. But later on, you hear the melodic line of Definitely, what yes. Batman really is within yeah. that. Underneath the facade. Under, of the, facade yeah, not the facade, he, underneath no, the, yeah, the armor right. of Batman, yeah. he cares about the city yeah. and someone that really is good, a good person. Yes, Definitely. But later on, the third part of that suite, you get here something that's a bit more gritty, some form of yes. vengeance. Yeah, and the bells, bit, yeah, the, the chimes. Oh, exactly. I love that yeah. part. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole suite, man. Yeah, I would say it's comparable to Danny Elfman's Batman right. composition. Yeah, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, I love Hans Zimmer and everything. His Batman wasn't the best. Yeah. I, 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 I like Hans Zimmer, but his Batman is not my favorite 
composition of Batman music. Yeah. Danny Elfman's one is way above that, and I think Marco Giacchino is up there as well. Yeah. My my first bit, you no, know, first like 10-15 minutes introduction. I really like the introduction of the Batman. You get to yes. how they introduce it is like it's through the light in the sky. Yeah. And then there's a narration. Yeah. And you get to see criminals within Gotham yeah. looking around, looking doing crimes or about to do crimes, looking at a dark area. Yep. And I love that because you get you always get to hear it. People always say, Oh, Batman strikes fear. Batman strikes yep. fear. But to be able to see from the perspective of criminal or want to be criminal, just looking at the dark side the shadows and you know, is he gonna be there or not? Yeah. You, it's and then it's the best part, they also show like three different criminals. <laughs> three different crimes happening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I can't remember, three or two. And only three. one or three. Yeah. And one of them where actually he shows, he up, shows yeah. up and what an introduction and fun fact it was a, I, I, I think the inspiration behind that is a bit like of very similar feel as Darth Vader's entrance yeah and uh, the whole scene where it's just shadows just and, shadows yeah. and then he just walked out of it this menacing figure yeah and yeah and he, he beat out the first guy and the first guy said I'm vengeance yeah Um, I didn't know I know Batman's about vengeance but apparently that line is taken from the animated series yes it is yeah which is amazing as well yeah, uh, yeah I love the introduction I was so hyped with I, the music and I know that when I first saw the trailer come out mm. in I believe it was 2020 might be earlier actually This, I, I, no the, 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 the first trailer came out in 2020 because my boss was a massive Batman fan right, as well okay. I mean, and he shat on the line I am vengeance and I told him yeah but it's taken from the animated series then he looked at me you're such a big Batman nerd I'm like I'm a big nerd full stop I, <laughs> I'm a big person and I'm a nerd and I'm a big nerd yeah then he's like yeah I, I should have expected it from you that's what he said to me but yeah I would say the introduction of this Batman with the impending the footsteps the do 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 yep. and then you see Battinson walk out yep. that was the anticipation and made you feel the fear that most people have in the Batman. Yeah. I would say amongst the latest three iterations of the introduction of Batman, right? Mm-hmm. You have Christian Bale, mm-hmm. whose introduction was when there was a dark scene in Batman Begins. You see some of the kind of criminals get just pulled up. Yes. And just pulled up yeah. everywhere yeah. and just, you get to see the amount of work that he put in to become that kind of Batman. Yeah. And he is just taking out people one by one because it's too many people. Mm. And then he makes his appearance. Then when you compare it to Batfleck, yep. where you see the, was it the members of the police or SWAT team going into this, kind of like scoping out this room and then they just, with the flashlight on because it was so dark, and then they turn and you see Batfleck in the corner just sitting there. Yeah. That was a very cool way to introduce Batman as well. Yeah, yeah. But That's I would true. say Matt Reeves' version of Batman with the, footsteps coming yep. out that was the very that was so cinematic and the anticipation of batman showing up really amazing and yeah. i will say as well because most of the time you don't see batman kind of just walking about yeah you know yeah batman He's... is always in the shadows and everything yep. but matt reeves version of batman you have to see him walking about in like the crime scenes and everything yeah. right amongst people yeah so to take out the awkwardness of that you give them a, you, he did this scene in the beginning where Batman walks out yeah so it it's a really smart move by Matt Reeves definitely yeah, and yeah. I, it was really good that's why the first 10 to 15 minutes up until this point really got me so excited 
for the movie. Yeah. And I love it so much. I really love the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, and like, just, just like on a tangent, that little kid that, you know, in the, the half face with the... Well, I... Was it half face? Yeah, that little kid that, that oh, was wait. amongst the Jokers. Yeah, the guy who painted his face half face. Because there's his initiation, right? Yeah, that yeah. Uh, that guy was actually in Titan Season 3. Yeah. He played Tim Drake. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, I guess... A nice nod, right? No, I don't think it's a nod. It's more like them just showing, oh, this has nothing to do with that universe. Y- yeah, but maybe, it's, I don't know, I take it as like, Oh yeah, cool. He's part of the DC world anyway, but he's yeah. a different guy altogether. Whatever. I yeah. mean, I don't like his version of Tim Drake anyway. <laughs> in Titans, it was horrible. I haven't watched season three. I'm only season two, and yeah. I don't know whether uh, I'll watch I it. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe not. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's not get there. We'll yeah. talk about it when it comes. You know. Okay, and then moving on uh, to like the next phase, right? Right. Yeah. Then you get to see uh the murder itself. Yes. There's the whole murder uh scene with the cops and all that, and I think that's the where you get to see the first clue. Maybe we'll extend this slightly bigger because after that whole scene is about Batman going to the the Penguin place mm-hmm. just to get to know what's going on over there and then from there meeting Selina as well. Yep. And before coming back to the crime scene where he had to fight Selina. Yeah. You're also missing out the part where the actual murder took place. Yeah, that was in the first uh, scene. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you want to talk about that, you know. Yeah, that scene where he was watching uh, the mayor. Was it the mayor? Through from like a building across the street. That was kind of cool. And you got to see the kid. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Pretending to... That was pretending to be like a... Ninja. Ninja and just running. That was pretty cool. Like, oh, cool. Like a little nod to like the League of Shadows and shit. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, nah. I, I mean, it's just... A scene to introduce the Riddler, yeah. right? And I mean the Well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I here's where here's where my opinions start to come in, right? Do you really think that the mayor would have a house somewhere where people have such an obvious eyeline into? And that someone as unskilled to be a kind of burglar would be able to infiltrate the mayor's house? It's a little disbelief, but sure, I can go along with that. Okay. Right. And moving on to the moving on to the iceberg lounge. Yes. Which was yeah. what which is Penguin's kind of fortress. Yep. His uh it's 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 cool. I like that they added that into this universe because that is one of my favorite things in the Batman universe. It's a little different than mm-hmm. what I expected because in the comics it's just situated by itself on the Right in the bay of Gotham, mm-hmm. and it's just a standalone fixture by itself. Yeah, and then they had Forty Four Below, yeah. which was kind of the club in the club. Yep, for the cool, cool, the cooler than cool people. Yeah, it was really cool. It's a kind of very Penguin thing to do. I yeah. will say that Penguin is one of my favorite things, one of my favorite characters that they've done in this series. Yeah, because it's a very good representation of Penguin. So props to Colin Farrell. Yeah, especially Agreed. because he was one of the people that I was worried about when they cast. <laughs> so it was really good. But here's another one of my opinions. It's not... I mean, I'll save it for the conclusion later. But right. it's not... I feel not the best Batman movie. And I will get back to it at the later part of the episode. But yeah, it's just... Every part of this feels... Especially the part with the Riddler. Mm-hmm. 
stalking and kind of perving on the mayor from far away. Then all of a sudden, he's in the house. While the mayor was watching the same news broadcast. Well, no, he wasn't watching the same news broadcast. He was talking yeah. to his kid, and then later he was talking, watching yeah. the news broadcast. But uh, after the first 10 minutes, to that was okay. I think that was actually the beginning. Was that the beginning? That's the very first. Right, that was the very, very first, first part. Thing, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, it was still, it was just, it soured the taste in my mouth a little bit from there. Right, okay. Yeah, I think in this whole portion, I think for me, it will be, yeah, okay, going back to that scene, yeah, it really didn't, <laughs> it didn't I didn't think too much into it. Uh, yeah, so for me, what I like is the little details where the whole room was filled with policemen. Right, yeah. And then Batman was being invited by Jim Gordon. Yep. I like that Sergeant part. Sergeant Gordon. What, what? I think he was a sergeant at this point. Sergeant, yeah, yeah exactly. Detective sergeant, yeah. Sergeant, only Sergeant uh, Jim Gordon, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then he was walking in and I like the little details of how big Batman is. Yeah. I appreciate that, that uh, in terms yeah. of casting and all that as well. Yeah. And then you, you see this guy is so big, intimidating and mm-hmm. he's so, yeah, and he's completely, he just silently walked in and I think that's Batman, right? And I, I think yeah. we don't get to see these scenes where He's just walking among the policemen when, and you get to see also the kind of uh, rest of the Gotham, what they think about him. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that little subtle things. Uh, so yeah, they did that really yeah. well, I will say. That was an amazing part. Yeah. Especially with the most of the police not trusting him mm-hmm. and Jim Gordon trusting him. Exactly, yeah. Like innately trusting yeah. him, which was amazing. And Jim Gordon pulled his rank let him in, yeah. you know? <laughs> Which is really cool. And I think that's also the introduction on Jim Gordon. I don't know, maybe it's not an introduction, but... Uh, I believe but that was the first you get to see of Jim Gordon yeah, on and the screen. Okay, yeah. I think Jim Gordon was also a crucial... I think he's actually the main partnership that you get to see in this movie. Yeah, and for sure. That moment reminded me of this guy, he's pulling ranks to bring Batman in yeah. and he's also putting himself on the line, right? He's probably more people probably hated him for you know siding with Batman and yeah it's like we're gonna jump around a lot in this episode talking about the movie but the later part where Batman and him were in like the interrogation room oh yeah I love that scene that part was amazing yeah that part was one of my favorite scenes as well you get to see Jim Gordon's and here uh, coming back again to Jeremy Wright right like Jeffrey Wright, sorry. <laughs> he, I was thinking of Jeremy Irons as well. But you get to see the intelligence that he portrays in this version of Jim Gordon. Yes. And yeah. which is something that he is not unknown for. Yeah. And it is really cool that you see Batman also takes lead from from him as well. Mm-hmm. Because as you can see very clearly from the opening monologue that this is Batman year two. Mm-hmm. He's two years in be- into exactly. becoming Batman. Yeah. He's a very very green Batman. Yes. He's a yeah. rookie Batman. And he obviously, and you see Jim Gordon obviously becoming a sergeant, a detective sergeant in any police department requires a lot of years. Yes. And obviously he has a lot of experience. Yeah. And he's tapping into that. Which is good because I feel, like don't make, don't get me wrong, I'm going to say this right now that this version, this movie has a lot of parts that I like a lot. But the bigger portions of the thing kind of left me, eh. You know, okay. that yeah. was what I... That's the issues I have with this movie. Yeah. But I like that you get a early Batman story. Mm-hmm. I also don't like that you get an early Batman story because I want my Batman to be established, you know. I want I watch superhero movies for 
larger than life kind of I, I get where you're coming from characters <laughs> yeah and the mistakes he makes are mistakes that I don't expect of Batman year two Batman year zero maybe but not Batman year two okay yeah. because Bruce Wayne is supposed to be one of the greatest minds in the DC universe yeah and that was kind of the disconnect for me right right yeah I'm trying to save this for the later bit yeah, yeah because but, it's more con- conclusive correct. than yeah than, I would say yeah. that it's maybe because it's up to year two that here's the thing that I would I would like to think that maybe it's because up to year two they might not have had that many super villains in, in mm. open inverted commas that he hasn't developed those skills yeah but they have the Joker in Arkham so he's faced the Joker he should not, especially someone like the Joker, he should not be committing these kinds of mistakes. That's my disconnect. I mean, there's... Is, okay, I'm, I'm, I will just bring... To me, I think that's arguable. I, I mean, yeah, you can see that point. But it's also, we don't know whether the Joker is there because of Batman. But even if the Joker is not there, even if the Joker is there not because of Batman, the Joker is already in Arkham. Someone put him there. And you have to know... Right, that Batman is doing his homework. Yeah. Okay. This is we are going off tangent, and I think let's leave this for the sure, the sure, later, okay, right? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah. Right now, I think from this point, should we move on to the next phase of the story? Yeah. Sure. The next bit is already. I think the next is about meeting the penguin, mm-hmm, Selena yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Oh, then now is the funeral and the second clue. Uh, you get to see the commissioner. The right? commissioner. Yep. Uh, and. And I think it moved on all the way to um, the whole car chase as well, mm-hmm. right? Because after that whole uh, funeral thing, they kind of decipher there's more towards the clue with yep. the penguin and then there's this whole car chase thing. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm jumping like phases, right? I mean, yep. yeah, so that we get cover a bit more little things that we just like from aspects in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any part from this that you... Him saving the kid and right. his interaction with Falcone. Mm. Carmine Falcone. Those right. were really awesome. I think those were really good things that you needed to have for this Batman. Yeah. And it's... I mean, okay, if you have to jump from point to point, it's difficult, but I feel really good writing was him saving the kid right here mm-hmm. because it gives the kid trust in people mm-hmm. to save them, mm-hmm. which you need for the later, later the part, last right? yes, part yeah. of the Batman. True, yeah. And like... Fences were jumping face to face. I will get into that later. Yeah, but yeah, the him interacting with Falcone here was also very interesting because you see, this Batman is a recluse. He doesn't do anything. Sorry, this mm. Bruce Wayne mm, yeah. doesn't do anything. He sits in his penthouse and just does nothing. Yeah, he's the Batman. He's one hundred percent the Batman. Yeah, which is yeah again something I have a gripe with. Okay, and. Falcone pointing that out is yeah interesting because oh the only person perhaps the only person who's more of a recluse than I am which shouldn't be Bruce Wayne you know even in year two he should be like here's the thing Bruce Wayne should be smart enough to know that Batman and Bruce Wayne has to be two different entities and they both have to exist because to draw away any suspicion from Bruce Wayne being the Batman he has to hide himself so how do you hide yourself as being the Batman if you're Bruce Wayne? You become that public figure of a playboy philanthropist so that people won't suspect you to be the Batman. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it's arguable year two though. 
He had he he went off. It's right? not yeah, arguable, dude. Come on. It's year. I, I think I, it you, is. If you're dude. arguable, it's year two. I would argue it's year two. He should have figured it out by now. That if you want to hide yourself, yeah, you should be. Yes, you focus on your Gotham project. Uh-huh. That you want a better Gotham, but you're so afraid that you like you could tell from later in the movie that he's afraid that people find out of people finding out that he is Batman, then he should have... No- if he's already afraid of it, he should be showing that Bruce Wayne isn't Batman from the get-go. Especially with his version of Alfred being the kind of security protocol for Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. With the military... The in- British military intelligence of it all should have already kind of, you know, given him the advice that Bruce Wayne and Batman... to to kind of distance yourself from ever the conversation of being Batman, Bruce Wayne has to be a bit more public. Because who else in the freaking all of Gotham would have the resources to funnel into becoming Batman? Yeah, but nobody really knows Batman at this point in time. No, Everybody just know him as this mass vigilante and that's... Dude, you, know, you have the bat signal. Everybody knows he exists. Yeah, but the signal also is not exactly the bat signal. Yeah, it's just what Jim Gordon kind of put together to strike fear. It's a it's a beacon, right? Yeah. It has a bat on it, right? Yes. It's a bat signal. Yes, but it's not the it's not like a proper yet. It's just something that put together. Sure. If as long as it strikes fear in the under city of Gotham, yeah. Definitely the rel- the average person will know because they know when they see that in the sky, the bad people are kind of scared. Yeah. So they know they would know that but oh it, this is a signal of something that is going to take out the bad people yeah but they don't know this guy is well you know with the technology okay anyway we are going off tangent with Dude, all this you don't come on how else can you like anybody any bad guy who has been caught by the Batman and it's been two years there has been a lot of people that have been taken down by the Batman so much so that the PD has to even recognize the Batman once the PD recognizes the Batman they know that it's going to spread out if the police department knows that Batman is around and they've seen the Batman at crime scenes and everything they the general public would know that Batman is around and for a person one person to be taking down criminal organizations and bad guys they have to know that he has technology or not even technology equipment that could sustain the batman like this for example his armor his freaking armor is bulletproof to the point where a bullet wouldn't even hurt the person underneath it mm-hmm. multiple bullets from a machine gun doesn't even hurt the person underneath it mm-hmm. right and therefore you have to have the money to invest into this kind of thing because everyday armor is not going to cut it mm-hmm. you know a regular person cannot go into an army surplus store and get the bullet plates that will protect you from that kind of thing. Even the regular police department's pu- bulletproof vests will still injure you if you get shot, if you get a direct shot, okay? Here's, I'm going very into it, okay? If you get shot in the chest with Ed Wall wearing a bulletproof vest, you the bullet will not penetrate you, but the impact of the bullet from the firing from the gun will crack a few ribs. Okay. He, okay. And everybody yeah. has guns in Gotham. Yeah. And if he's using it against Batman, he's still able to move so freely after being shot, like, what, 20, 50 times? That is a lot of money invested into armor like this. So, come on. If, like, you have... And just the idea that I'm going to get this sick gear and I'm going to outfit myself with the best kind of gear possible and nobody's going to know who it is because who's... But who's going to be investing in somebody? So there will definitely be a connection between the richest people in Gotham and who's financing Bruce Wayne. 
any intelligent person will think of that. Any, any semi-intelligent person will think of that. For me, I can think of that already. And I'm not the smart, brightest bulb in the room. And yeah, at the end of the day, all the public figure of Bruce Wayne will kind of disconnect you from being Batman, but people will still draw the connection that you're financing Batman. That's a totally different thing. With his with his wealth, he can make those accusations just go away, you know? But still, without the forethought of the this figure of Bruce Wayne slash Batman, it kind of just, it's sad that in year two, that you don't bother to hide your identity well enough. Yeah. To me. Yes. I, 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 I see. I mean, fine. If you're going to put that logic, yes, obviously. But then again, I'm, okay, I don't know. Maybe for me, it's because it's like in any show, you, we can get into, you know, little... Of course. Of right? course. And, and yeah, this doesn't strike me as like the important bit. Yeah. I guess. I mean, okay, here... Yeah. He, for me, personally, the ideal Batman has to be both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Because... Right. Everybody, okay, in DC, who are the best characters, right? You have the three, the main three, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. When she's Diana Prince, she's still Wonder Woman. Right, yeah. Clark Kent is Superman with spectacles. He embodies the same personality <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and characteristic traits. Yep. Although, albeit with a, with a little, with a, his hair swept back, his glasses, and a hunch. Yep. They're the same people. Batman has the dichotomy of being a playboy philanthropist dickhead of a person while Batman is the hyper-focused yes. on vengeance and, yeah. and 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 just taking down crime in Gotham. That is what makes Batman interesting. That is what an ideal Batman should have. So for me personally, this version of Batman gave me half of a Batman movie. Okay, I mean, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But I don't know. It doesn't take away... A lot of, I mean, doesn't take away my experience from the movie. I'm not trying to take away anybody's experience of the movie. No, no, I'm not saying. These are just my thoughts, and I will say it is a good portrayal of Batman. There are just a lot of holes for me. Right, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where we were talking about how to get that? Um, where do which. We just ended the we just ended the conversation about how they were. We were talking. Okay. Oh, right. The, this whole portion the where co- the, the, you, you, okay, this is your part with talking about yeah. Falcone and all that, all that, right? Yeah, the commissioner. Yeah, and the uh, uh, car chase, all that. Mm-hmm. Specifically in this phase, I I guess I want to bring up the car chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really enjoyed car that. chase was done really well. Uh, specifically the cinema cinematography. Yes. Uh, a lot of looking back in the rear view mirror, the yep. side mirror. Yeah. Uh, I don't get a lot of that uh, in... I, okay, I guess we have a lot of car chases a lot of, uh, in <laughs> we, the movies, right? I will say we, there are car chases in almost every single blockbuster movie. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but yeah. this is a really well done mm, car yes. chase. This was how you're supposed to do a car chase. But I, I don't think every car chase should be like this. But. No, no, of course <laughs> not. But thinking back, there are always iconic car chases in yes. Batman. For example, when Christian Bale's Batman... Where the lights went out and all of a sudden oh, in yeah. the dark night, yeah. the lights go out and then the lights come back mm. on and then you see the police officer, you're in for a treat tonight, kid. Oh, and then yes. you see the Yeah, that yeah. was a really good car chase as yeah. well. True, true. Yeah. But this was a really good car chase in this universe with the, the thematic yes. thematically speaking. 
following along the line of the dark and gritty Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Really amazing. Yeah, I, I specifically enjoy like the way they, they don't really show you from the f- top view or even the side view, you know. No, yeah. it's, it's not the standard like, Fast and Furious it, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's like looking from the mirror, you look like looking at a back, oh, what happened? And then Batman yep. appears from the flame. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. When when Penguin was, yeah. when Penguin was like, yes! Yeah. Yeah, and then he was just looking in the rear view mirror yeah. and you get to see his it's, his viewpoint and everything. It's very perspective-driven yes. car chase, which is... Gives you more, it makes it more personable. Yes. It exactly. puts you in the moment. And, of course, the theme by, it's a Batman theme, but yeah. with little variation yes. of, for the car chase uh, from Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Yeah, really want to bring that. I think this car chase was really good. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Uh, I thought the funeral was really well done as well, especially with the interruption. Uh, there's a bit of things that reminds me of Jurassic Park because while yes. everything was happening at the back end you get to hear start screeching yeah. yeah, and like you kind of hear it all the way but you don't re- recognize what it is and then suddenly when the car crashed through like oh right so that was the screaming and yep. the thing that you start to hear getting louder and louder yeah yeah, it reminded me of the whole uh, T-Rex stomping yeah <laughs> and then you can't get to you hear the goat is being the sound of the goat disappears in Jurassic Park. Oh, right, 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 right. right? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Batman and I was like, no, no, no. no, no this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, maybe I missed that. No, no but yeah, okay, Jurassic yeah, Park, yeah, yeah I remember. The, the, the goat the getting link. kind of like pulled away. Like, there's, no, there's no sound. It's just yeah. like, you know, the goat making the goat noise and yeah. just the bleeding and then just yeah. gone, yeah. So, yeah, that reminded me of that. I think it's quite well done. And something that I, thanks to New Rockstar, I was watching to just get more research and all that, they kind of find out that uh, the people, the person that he talked to, Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. the guys were wearing, he was like wearing green jacket and all that. So, he, and then later on in the movie, you realize that when he unmasked, it was the same guy. So that guy must be a follower or a reader. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought there was like little details that, That's cool, yeah. that has been given here. Mm-hmm. Apparently something that I miss as well in this whole uh, segment while watching the movie, I think they had this, this scene, like those few seconds scene of Gotham looking into the penguins, uh, club yeah and then you get to see actually at the side there's this house with someone yeah, taking yeah, picture. yeah i know that was i know what that was i, yeah. I caught it yes that was the, the realist house oh okay. yeah that's crazy man yeah, yeah, yeah it was really cool i feel yeah. that was like oh wow that's really cool that they did that but then again also coming back to the point in the beginning of the movie why would penguin have his club in the eye line of people Okay, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean... Like, l- that's why I say in the comics, the Iceberg Lounge was always kind of off in the bay mm. where there was in... There is nothing in the eye... That nothing had the Iceberg Lounge in the eyesight of it. Yeah. So, because the Penguin is a really smart person yeah. that would know that it is a security... What, what, what is it? How do you put... like? It's a risk management. Security thing, right? breach, yes. Yeah. It, it's a possible security breach. Mm. And therefore they would not do that. Yeah. So the Riddler being able to live in an apartment, right, uh, looking over the Iceberg Lounge and have the ability to use a camera and take pictures from his apartment, kind of, uh, again. Yeah. Although, would it, is this Penguin even running the thing? Because, could it be actually is Falcone's club? That Iceberg Lounge? I don't think it's called Iceberg Lounge is, yet, right? I think it's called the Iceberg Lounge. I can't remember, but and yeah. And then 44 below. Yeah. As I the inner so. club, because you know, forty four de- forty four degrees below the freezing point. Yes, yes, it's that kind of thing. It's yeah. why would Carmine Falcone hmm, be maybe. interested in because opening a club called 
Iceberg yeah. Lounge and 44. But he seems to be the guy in charge in this show, right? Definitely. But anyway, he's yeah. uh, Penguin is Falcone's second hand, like yeah. his his lieutenant, his yeah. lieutenant. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, moving on to the next bit is after the car chase. There's this whole uh second clue, which is the the whole uh bat, uh, yep. flying bat, <laughs> flying bat. Yeah. And I th- and I think we we'll, can just bring this all the way to to the end slightly just before the final uh re- revelation of who yep. the Riddler is and all that. Yep. I agree. The whole <laughs> misdirect of the show. Mm-hmm. And the whole um the whole part where they kind of just misunderstood the the language. Yeah. That was a bit uh that was a bit like oh okay, that's a bit too shallow for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- personally, when I'm watching it, also uh, something that the Batman should be able to. Yeah, that one I agree. I felt okay. That's a bit uh okay. As long as I move the story forward, I'll I'll just <laughs> you know, that's why that's yeah. I, I really how I felt at when I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, that whole scene, the way they link, the way yeah, again like the, it's supposed to be misdirect. I know where's the intention. Yeah, of, uh, of course. Matt Reeves, right? Yeah. And when they finally figure it out, uh, the you get to see Selena straight away figuring out who find, finding out who's the man and all that and figure out actually all along is Falcone. Yep. And then you get to see this whole part where yeah, the, the Batman Okay, yeah, but let's talk all the way to the part where yeah, the Batman have starts chasing after Selena so because she wanted to uh kill Falcone, kill Falcone yeah. and all that. Yeah. Is that for me during the, that that whole process, yes, the weakest point I think is the whole rat flying red uh, yeah. clue thing it's just because of Spanish but I think what I really really like in that bit was actually the part where Batman coming out of the lift uh, I think that was one that of was my really most cool, yeah. that was iconic really it, to well me it's done. iconic in my mind reminds me of uh, actually reminds me again the Darth, Darth Vader, Vader but this in, one is a Rogue One it's like Rogue One yeah. yeah where it opens up it was dark and Darth Vader the came lightsaber. out with a lightsaber yeah. as the only thing that light up the whole yeah. thing the smoke. that's that scene is the same thing but with the gun shooting. Yep. I don't know. I really, really like that scene. Yeah, I really um, like that scene a lot as well. Yes, it doesn't make sense the guy getting, like what you mentioned, getting shot yeah. and it got no recoil, right? Yeah. But it's so iconic, right? It's a really good scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, to me it's one of the most iconic scenes that like, okay, I really like the scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good scene. I really do like that scene yeah. a lot. Yeah, and I also like the scene where uh, the revelation where I don't know if we're just we're going to be talking about this part, but the interaction between Selena and Falcone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where he, f- where she kind of reveals that. Mm. Yeah, I'm your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And he admits that he was the one that killed her mother, strangled yeah. her to death. That yeah. was a very good, powerful scene as well. Actually, Falcone was done really well. Uh, like how definitely, honestly speaking, yeah. this is one of this is probably my favorite iteration of Carmine Falcone. Yeah. Yeah, like he's not afraid to showcase his power. Of course, yeah, and yeah. but he's also very cunning, cunning, and he knows when to use it, when to showcase his power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The when he is amazing at it, right? Which is why I say this is one of the best, best iterations mm. of of Carmine Falcone, because you don't really get this kind of smart. Carmine Falcone, Falcone right? yeah. yeah. You just get the mafia boss dickhead yeah. usually, especially yeah. in Christian Bales. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah that I actually love the sh- 
comic as Most well. Most of the time right? as yeah. well. He's just a mafia boss who is kind of a loud mouth. Yeah. Which shouldn't be the case. He is the crime boss of yeah. Gotham. This is the kind of person he should be. And honestly, props to John Torturo yeah. for playing Carmine Falcone that well. I always remember him as a comedy actor. Really? Because I, yeah. he is in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> right. Where he's just a complete idiot. Right. For example, Anger Management, he was the, the PTSD oh. vet that jumped okay. from a tree and <laughs> tackled people. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, I always remember him as a comedy actor. Of course, he's had his more dramatic roles. Yes. But mm, he's always more of a comedy actor. I always have it ingrained in my head that he was a comedy actor. Yeah. So when they when they cast him, when I found out that he was going to be cast as Carmine Falcone as well, I was a bit kind of, you know, hesitant and skeptical. <laughs> but honestly speaking, the, the performances yes. and by the, the whole cast top-notch all yeah, across I, I completely agree. not a yeah. weak link yeah. in the casting at all yeah everyone agree. played their parts so perfectly yeah yeah man yeah it's amazing uh even paul dano who played uh um the riddler mm -hmm. really good job his his my issues are not with the performances yes it's the okay i it, understand yeah it is a little bit more with the direction and writing Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the cinematography, not the direction of the the thematic as well. Yeah. More of the direction of the storyline. Right. Which I love. That's what the, my main gripe is with most movies altogether. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I know where you're coming from. And yeah. I'm being, I know I'm being extremely critical of the Batman. Yes. But here's the thing. If it weren't the Batman, I would hand wave all these issues away. No problem. For sure. 100%. But it's because it's the Batman that I cannot, I really cannot hand wave this all away. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, then we get to the last scene. Yep. The la the last arc actually is the mm -hmm. final arc. Uh, one of my favorite scenes was when Batman went and see the Riddler in jail, okay. and he just came out. Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, and you see Battinson's kind of fear in his eyes that yes. he thought that that the Riddler figured out his identity, yeah. but no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a red herring. But yes, that was an amazing scene. Mm. That was one. That was a really powerful scene. Yeah, and it also kind of, but it poses a bigger question again for me. Like, right. if you're so afraid of people finding out that. The Batman is Bruce Wayne. You should have been doing things about it from the beginning. Maybe from here, you're going to do it. And this was the kick in the balls that you needed to do yeah. it. But you're the Batman. You should be doing it from the get-go. Again, right, like right, I said, right. if it wasn't the Batman, I would hand wave it away. Right, right. But no, you're the Batman. I hold Batman to a higher standard and regard than to the average other protagonist of a story. Because it is the Batman. Yeah, okay. For me... This whole last scene, the one that specifically oh that is in my mind was when, uh, when Batman dropped into the water yeah. after he cuts off he the, cut the cable, yeah. cable right? He dropped the water and then there's this scene where he was, he's there's a group of people that's trapped mm -hmm. and then he kind of removed the thing that's trapping them yep. and then he put his hand out yeah. and everybody was moving afraid, away yeah. afraid of him. It makes sense because yeah. they're not familiar with the 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 they, figure known as the Batman yet. Yeah, they know, they him know as vengeance. he's there. Vengeance. They know he's around. They know he's taking yeah. down. They know he's taking down bad guys, but they still have no other perception of him other than this thing that takes out bad guys. Actually, I don't 
they may not know they just this guy is just taking out bad guys. They know. They know that he is the one taking out bad guys. Uh, no, they, I have my I think they may still they are not certain this guy is only taking out bad guys. This guy they may think that oh this guy is taking out I don't know, this guy's just crazy, you know, that kind of story. Nah, because if the police if someone in if someone who is very involved with the crime scene of Gotham is able to get a beacon for him to kind of show him that there is a heavy crime, that kind of thing. But there's only one guy though. Like Okay, here's the thing. I... There has to be a guy who is who's in the know about the crime. Mm-hmm. So and he's been taking down cri- criminals. And there has not been a report or an article re- regarding him because definitely Batman won't take down innocent people. Yeah. And so there shouldn't be any reports of him taking down innocent people. There should be rumors for sure because he is such a hidden figure. Mm-hmm. But there should not be any reports of him harming innocent people. Uh-huh. But they should still be afraid because he is still an unknown. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's why I, I'm bringing it back to the point I said before. Robert Patton, Bruce Wayne running and saving the kid in the church mm-hmm. was such a good and important scene yes, exactly. because at yeah. this point, the kid is the first one to believe yep. that Batman will save him. Yep. And with that, people are often, you people often know that like kids have a like kind of supernatural feeling about these kind of things. And if the kid is safe with this person. Yep. It should mean that they would be safe. Yeah. So that's why it's an such an important scene earlier. Yes. So, I, yeah. yeah. So, it gives the kid the belief that people will save him. Yeah. And that Batman, not Batman in particular, that gives him the belief that Batman is actually something more, not a guy that will take out innocent people, but a yeah. hero. Yes, yes. Which is an important yeah. thing, yeah. So, I, I really like that scene specifically because, uh, yeah, again, it's the kid first, which has been prepared in your head yep. a while back. Yep. I think two specific scenes when Batman just yep. looked at him at a while in a crime scene. The yes. second one when actually... He saved uh, him at the church. Although it's Bruce Wayne, I think the yep. kid kind of... Well, mean he may not know, but he kind of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust because there's nobody else to trust and there are people that out there exactly. save him, right? Yeah. And I he think, believes in the good in people still. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Because he was saved by another person, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. And then when he took the kid and then everybody started moving and there's this amazing scene where Batman was using the light, the red color light, yeah, the walking flare. through the water yeah. and everybody just following him. Yep. To me, that was extremely iconic. Uh, I think it's one of my favorite scenes in like, my favorite scene like in all movies I've watched. Okay. Especially superhero movies. Because I, when I was watching that, I haven't seen a superhero movie having the climax of the thing of the climax of the show them saving the people uh, not mm. often it's always the climax always them you know defeating the bad guy yeah. and I haven't seen that in a while and when I watched it I was like oh my goodness I had l- chills and and yeah and I think that whole scene together with yeah that that scene and finally reaching the ending it was a kind of superhero movie that I wanted like I want to see finally, oh, right, all this time this guy has been vengeance and now finally he's a hero. Mm. And that, I kind of like that. And it's been a while since, I mean, it's never, I don't think it's been done before or maybe in this extent, to this extent, right? And the second one is like, oh, yeah. What hasn't been done? Like, in the sense, like, the climax of the show of your your character not beating out the, beating the final bad guy. Oh, it's it's him. it's not the final scene of stopping the bad guy, but yeah, rather, but rather saving people. Saving people. Right, okay. Um, yeah, that was great for me. 
especially the ones where he was like helping the helicopters kind yes, of usher yeah, people. That was yeah. a really good, powerful scene. Yeah, I like that scene in the context that it gets people to know that Batman is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Again, my opinion, I dislike that because I don't feel that's a thing. That's a thing that Batman should be doing. Yeah. I don't know. It's a yeah. disconnect for me. Right, right. Batman is not the community leader. He instills hope in people through taking down bad guys. Not instills hope through people by saving them. Like saving, like going on TV, being publicly viewed. Because every single chance... Here's the thing. Batman is paranoid as hell. We've established this from the beginning of this episode. He has contingency plans and contingency plans and contingency plans. Why would this? Why would Batman ever allow himself let a video of himself be exist ever? Was he on video for that one? Yeah, he was on TV. That's how the Riddler saw it. The Riddler saw a video of Batman helping people into the helicopter. That's how the Riddler was right, like. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So why would Batman ever allow himself to be recorded like that? Look, Karens hate themselves being recorded. Batman actually has something to hide. Why would he ever let himself be recorded like that? So, uh, yes, I agree that it's, it's rare that you get to see the hero kind of saving the people as the final thing. But I would have loved to seen that just not a record. That, not that it was recorded because Batman should have not let that allowed. Let that be happen. Okay, fine. I mean, that that's a fair point. Yeah. But for me, I guess the most iconic thing for me was the really this walking out of the you know the water. Of course, there, yeah. Yes, no, uh, that one was an amazing scene. Yeah. That yeah, one was, was really such an amazing scene. Yeah. Him leading the people to safety. Exactly. That was yeah. really good. Him sacrificing himself also kind of when he cuts the cable. Yeah. Really good Batman scene. Yeah. I also really like that he injected himself kind of with a venom. Morphine. Well, I don't know if it's morphine. I think it's morphine. It's probably a, a chemical concoction, yes, like a yeah. mixture of adrenaline and yes, morphine yeah. or whatever to stop the pain and give him a boost. Yep. But it kind of gives me Bane vibes. <laughs> right you know when he when Bane yeah. always injects himself to become like super buff yeah that kind of thing that's kind of cool it's good to know that it's good to know that um, a needle can puncture the bat suit but not bullets no actually no no oh no. that was the, that was the that, injection that, area that, yeah. Yeah. He, he knew has, that he would have to use yeah. it yeah that was quite details though for yeah I, I love his bat suit I love and hate again <laughs> I love that it's a year two bat suit Right, okay. And I love that it's a military-esque Batsuit, that yeah. he has things there to take people down and push himself further. Mm-hmm. I don't like, again, the disbelief of him being, you know, oh, I can get shot and never never go down. And again, if you want to show your Batman keep getting shot, right, there has to be a stray bullet that's going to hit him in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even I do, the I do. most yeah. accurate of machine guns on a human being will cause some yeah. recoil that will cause a bit of a splatter. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, a little bit... Uh, it's a... It's... that For me, it's a bit too much. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, coming to the conclusion, which yeah. I was thinking of, you know, have, but most of the conversation have been out there. So, you go ahead first. <laughs> How about that? You go ahead first and then I'll chime in later. Okay. Uh, I... I really enjoy the movie still. I don't know. I think I re- I think the cinematogra- cine- cinematography has is like really really out there. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh reminded me of the Joker. I think they I think DC probably have taken a, a note from the Joker when yes. they did the cine- people really love that kind of show, the cinematography, the kind of acting, the level of details and mm-hmm. uh I think it shows again once more in this show. Yep. Um I like the acting. 
Yeah. The music is... Performances were amazing. Amazing. Music is the best thing in this uh, movie. Yeah. Storyline, I like that it's actually about uh, the Batman kind of losing... Like, it's, it's a growth of Bruce Wayne, of the Batman in this. To me, that's that's what I like. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think some, I, I think I read somewhere, or was, I watched a video, it was highlighted that in the beginning, Bruce Wayne was wearing uh, glasses because he cannot see in the dark. Right, And yeah. then later on, the end of the movie, he was looking into the light and just in the daylight kind of thing without his glasses yeah. on and I think that's a bit of a you know like yeah he was blinded as Bruce Wayne because yeah. of vengeance mm, okay uh, okay that's my take yeah 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 no uh, it makes sense yeah, yeah it does make sense It he's like blinded into just doing this thing as Bruce Wayne without any consequences and whatsoever and then later on he was on, nearsighted and insufficient nearsighted that yeah. he needed then he needed to look at the bigger picture now yeah. yeah and when he's given someone like Riddler who's outsmarting him and all that he finally learns and he sees the people as well, especially for that last scene. From that standpoint of growth in a more film-like kind of show, oh man, I, I really... It kind, of, I kind of hit me in the right places as a moviegoer, a Batman fan, and all that. So yeah, so I really, really like it. Three things that I, what I wanted is there. I guess I'm, I'm. I guess I'm more willing to say that yes, I'm. I'm sure there are different types of Batman out there, and this is this version. I'm okay with it, and everything else there is like almost amazing. Yeah. And now for I don't like doing this. Let me just be very clear. <laughs> I don't like ripping apart things that I like yep. and love. Okay. Let me just start off by saying the movie was good. Okay. As a movie, I think it was great. The thematics of it, the cinematography, the music, the performances, all world-class. Top-notch. Okay? I like the movie as a movie. I dislike the movie as a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And I I really don't like ripping apart this movie so much, but I have... I'm, I'm going to be very honest. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of who I am. Yeah. Very honest. So we bring back to... I had a conversation about with my friend regarding this and I said this is Batman year two and I said a few things where Batman year two shouldn't be like this yeah he has had two years of experience he should be on a different level already because he is Bruce Wayne and everything yeah and then my friend responded yeah well I've been working two years at this job I'm still at the same level and then I responded to him should we hold our superheroes to the same regard as we are no they're superheroes they're supposed to be better yep they're supposed to be the best of the best Batman, in particular, is supposed to be the pinnacle of human excellence because he is that. He is the most excellent human being. He is the peak fighter. He is the best He's the best detective in the world. And there should be so many things going on for him. A two-year time period for me feels like he should have done more. There are also the issues I have where this is not a Batman movie because of the, the this version of the Riddler. It's not the Riddler. It's the Zodiac Killer. It's down to the ciphers, to the killing and everything. It's not a Riddler-esque version. It's a Zodiac Killer with just the name the Riddler slapped on it. Here's the thing about the Riddler, right? Yes, you can take a few more liberties with it because there are so many iterations of the Riddler. One. And I feel that you can do so many. You, every person has their own perspective on how a story should be written. And this is Matt Reeves' Riddler. Yep. This is a good version of the Riddler. I will say that. But 
this is, I feel, is a bit too far from what the Riddler should be. There has not been very many portrayals of the Riddler. It's not, he is an iconic Batman villain, but in media representation, he is lacking. He is not the Joker. Yep. Obviously, there can only be one Joker. And he is one of the few villains that you can take and have a little bit more liberty with. Yeah. And I feel this movie has taken a bit too much liberty with the, the, with the Riddler, especially because the Riddler is one of my favorite villains. Yeah. And that's right. yeah. just turn him into the Zodiac Killer, which is kind of a bad taste in my mouth because... Super villains like the Riddler, like the Joker, like Mr. Freeze, like Penguin, like Two-Face, like Clayface. All of these are iconic Batman villains and they should have an identity for themselves that is not kind of just ripped off from a real-life serial killer. Because number one, the Riddler isn't even a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That is my big disconnect from it. Number two, the Riddler is supposed to be a brilliant mind with a master plan. Mm Mm-hmm. He does have a master plan. But his final arc in the master plan was to flood people and inconvenience them to throw off an election. It doesn't seem grand enough for a final arc, like a final flourish, if you will. It seems a bit lackluster as a final bang. Hmm. Right? And also, this movie is three hours long. Matt Reeves originally said that the movie is supposed to be four hours long and they cut it down. I feel in this movie that we got to saw, there is enough to make a really great two-hour movie. Because I definitely felt the three hours in this movie. And you compare it to things like Seven and like people compare it to like um, Hannibal and stuff. Those movies were two hour plus And they told a really well-contained story. This movie felt, I felt, led on a bit too much. And it could be contained to a two-hour-plus block. And I think back to all the other movies that have taken three hours. All of the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Mm, yep. I believe closer to what's the three-hour movie was like the Harry Potter movies towards the end. Yeah. And the Batman versus Superman, right? Yes. So these yeah. are kind of three-hour movies. I felt it in Batman versus Superman. I didn't feel it in Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman. That's the difference. Mm. Batman, but Zack Snyder, Snyder Cut was what, five hours? Four hours something? No, I think, I think it's three and a half or four. No, it's uh, four hours four. something. right? And I didn't yeah. feel it because the story was good enough to get me through it. That's true. Yep. If I've, I know for myself, right? this is again a personal thing, if I feel the movie is going long, means it's not engaging me enough to kind of make me know that I'm lost in this world. Right, okay, yeah. And I definitely felt the three hours. I don't know if you did. I didn't. Yeah, I felt the three hours. It was a bit difficult to get through because it was more like a, oh, we're going to end the movie. Oh, here's another thing. Oh, we're going to, oh, here's another thing. Oh, here's another thing. And it's just like, you get a bit tired of that. I got a bit tired of that. And it's kind of, ah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I felt that with King Kong. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> precisely. And like but, I mentioned yeah. earlier, Batman, uh, the ideal Batman story has uh, the dichotomy of Bruce Wayne and Batman. So I feel that we only really get half a movie because we only focus on Batman and Bruce Wayne is kind of lost in the identity of this Batman. And he only focuses on his Gotham project and not anything else. 
So it's and I didn't I, I liked this version of Batman, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's a good version of Batman. Besides my gripes, it's a very good version of Batman. I still feel that you need the dichotomy of a Bruce Wayne Batman to make the perfect Batman movie. Yeah. So for all the acclaim that this movie, this Batman movie is getting, I don't think it deserves it. It is a very good movie. It's done really well. If you remove the Batman out of it and you rename the few characters here and there, I would say this movie, I would hand wave everything away and say this movie is really good. I love to see a continuation of this line. And I would still love to see a continuation off of this movie. I can't wait to see where this movie goes next because it's, he should only get better and better. Yeah. And maybe this was the origin story that he needed to kind of kick him and make himself better. Yep. That's why I said, Yes, it is a good it's a good story, but it's not the Batman story that I want. Fair, yeah, very fair point. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, I a, guess, yeah. he's a young Batman, yeah. but I feel even a young Batman should be yeah. much better than the average person. Yeah, and every single good Batman story has the every single good Ritter versus Batman story always has Batman coming out on top in the end outsmarting the Riddler. That, uh, those are the best Riddler stories. This doesn't happen. Instead, Batman kind of becomes the Riddler simp and he's being used by the Riddler. Yeah. So it that kind of sucks. Like, Batman should not ever be used by anybody. If anything, he should be kind of... It should be a moral thing that causes him to be used. Not being outsmarted by a regular, average day human being that makes videos and posts on the internet. Like... It, you get what I mean? It, it's very it's very concerning if the your greatest detective is outsmarted by a, a regular guy on the internet. Uh, actually, I mean, I, I don't want to say that your, your point is, is invalid, but I see where it's coming from, definitely. Uh, and, and I'm... And but like, I, I, I felt, actually, I was quite glad that he lost, actually, in this, in this show. Okay. To me, there was... It's a bit... I don't know. I, I kind of... Not that I want Batman to lose, but as, as a story, him losing, and that is his moment of growth, to me, that was good. Because in my head, at least when I was watching it, I think this is the biggest... At least I keep thinking that, oh yeah, he's the biggest... Uh, this is the smartest opponent that he has to fight, and he wasn't ready for it. I think he's... At least that's my head, and I thought, oh, okay, that's a, it's a growth story. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. But I feel, nah, he should always, he should always, okay, here's the thing about superheroes. They should always come out on top. They lose in some way. For example, if you go up against a very amazing antagonist, you should lose in some way. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight did that. Yep. He lost because he had to become the villain. Yep. He had to become the yep. bad guy for the Gotham yep. City to win. Yep. So in a sense, he loses, but he wins. Yep. He, this one, it's just, it's a very flat out f- loss for him. He yeah. loses to the Riddler. There is no other way to say it. Yes, he manages to save the people. And that's yes, a win yes, for him. Yes, yeah. But in terms of everything else, he loses to the Riddler. The game of the Riddler, he lost. Yeah. Which shouldn't be the case when it comes to Batman. Yeah, so I, I guess this is yeah. the, the, the thing that, you know, it, to me, that's fine. But to you, then it's... And uh, it's, I get it's, all the arguments yeah. that saying, yeah, but he's, 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 he's a young Batman. He's going to get better. And he's going he's gonna to become the Batman. Yeah. But no, it's a very rocky start for the Batman. It's too rocky of a start for the Batman. And for a person 
who like let's say the character a hundred percent of the character who is focusing a hundred percent of his attention and time into becoming the Batman for the past two years, not even saying splitting it fifty fifty between Bruce Wayne and Batman, he still doesn't amount to beating the Riddler. The thing is, he doesn't know anymore. He's, he doesn't know what the Batman is supposed to be. He doesn't know what the Batman is supposed to be. Yeah, sure. But every he's focusing everything, every single part of his attention is going into this Gotham project. And he still loses to the Riddler. That is why I don't like this film. I like the I like this film a lot, but I don't like this film. It's <laughs> it's difficult for me. It's so difficult for me. And I hate hating things. I don't hate this movie. I dislike disliking things. I really like to like things all the time. You go back and listen to any episode of this polity, right? You say you hear me say, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it so much. All the time throughout the movies. And it's a bit more difficult for me to do that for this film. And I would love to hand wave it away, but I can't. It's Batman. You're not supposed to hand wave things like Batman away. You know, it It should be... It should be... Yes, it is a good way to start the Batman in this universe, sure. But I don't think it, in terms of storytelling, it lives up to the Batman storytelling. It sucks. I really dislike that. that it, this is the way, but it sucks. We, yeah, I mean, it really we have... sucks. I, I really wanted to like this film so much. Yeah. And apparently I'm on the wrong side again because I... Here's the thing. I loved Cowboy Bebop, uh-huh. the series, yeah, that I I did, like, the Netflix yeah. series. I know it was a shit show. There were a lot of things wrong with it, but uh-huh. I still loved it. Yep. And I, I could... If I wanted to nitpick, I could definitely nitpick on it. Yeah. I left, I left the series with a more positive vibe than negative. This Batman movie, though, kind of... I had to look for the positive, which is not what I feel should be a Batman movie for me. Right. Okay. I will say, like, now, watching the old Batman stuff, it's a lot of nostalgia for me. Yep. For example, Batman versus Robin, Batman Forever. Those were shit films, man. Don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong. Those <laughs> movies were so bad. But it was a product of its time. Uh-huh. And because with that understanding, I can hand wave that away. You know, because it's a product of its time. In this ZNH, this is not the kind of Batman movie that I would expect, and it's not the, it's not the kind of oh, it's not the it's not the kind of Batman movie I would expect, but it's good. It's the not the kind of Batman movie I would expect, and it's a bit a little bit disappointing to me. I would definitely love to see this movie go down. Maybe like another three more movies or four more movies, even get give give this give Matt Reeves a five movie franchise. I would love that because I feel that is the only way from this point that this Batman could be the Batman that I expect it to be. Not in a trilogy, but in a quadrology or a quintology. That is the only way you can get this version of Batman to become the Batman. All in all, I will say I really liked that the he took so many risks because he did take a shit ton of risks. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I loved the team that did the Batman. Yeah. So I would really love to see a few more movies. And I love that it's getting so much praise. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a spiteful, vengeful nerd. I love that so many people love this version of Batman. And it's great. Any chance of more superhero or nerd-related stuff in the world is a good thing for any- for me. Yeah. And even though I dislike this version of the Batman, I would still want to see how it goes on from it. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm never going to watch this shit again. You know, It was good, but it was just disappointing. I see where you're coming from now. Like yeah. uh, from the 
the Batman side of things, and yeah, it it does make sense when yeah, I, I yeah I think I think we talk about this right. Yeah, like we definitely why, talked about why, it right after the movie. Yeah. yeah, like I remember we talked about. I think there has different types of audience, and mm-hmm. and I think for me, I'm a bit more. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm okay with like yeah, I'm very open with different perspective of Batman or, or even Riddler. Yes, I I do see. My favorite Riddler isn't this Riddler, definitely. Definitely. Uh, yes. I mean, I know it's definitely not for you. You yeah. mentioned it a few times. <laughs> it's also not for me, although I'm, I'm all praised for this movie. Um, and it's not my favorite Riddler. Riddler. I think there's. I think. So maybe? here's the thing. If you want to, if you want to read yeah. some good Riddler comics, right? We want good representations of Riddler. I have a a bit of a list. It's a very small list of good Riddler stuff. Okay. There is the final arc of Zero Year which was mm. written by Scott Snyder. Yep. That is a very good Riddler arc. Yeah. I think it's one of the best Riddler arcs ever written. Yeah. And Scott Snyder, of course, what an amazing writer. Yep. There is Run, Run Riddler Run by Gerard Jones. Uh, it's a little earlier in the world of comics. Maybe like, I can't remember exactly where it's from. Maybe late 90s to early 2000s. Run Riddler Run, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's a very good Riddler comic as well. You yep. get to see the Riddler in his full kind of shenanigans mode, which yeah. is really amazing. There is... Paul Dini's detective run of yeah Paul Dini's run of the detective which was I believe in 2006 maybe 2006 2007 I might be wrong yeah but it was when the Riddler was no longer a bad guy and he was kind of a private investigator and assisted the Batman right okay and it was a really good relationship with with the Batman and the Riddler and I love that version of the Riddler so much and it's amazing Another version that is really good is Batman Arkham. It was a whole series of Batman Arkham focusing on the different people in Arkham. And there was one for the Riddler. So it's Batman Arkham the Riddler, which was written by Scott Snyder, Gartner Fox, and Paul Dini. Mm -hmm. Very good comic of the Riddler as well. Very good portrayal of the the Riddler. I will also say without... Okay, I have two more titles that I'm going to say that I don't want to speak on a bit more because it is good it is it will spoil the comics a little bit right okay so I don't want to ruin it because these two are amongst my favourite Batman stories of all time okay and I don't want to ruin it for you anybody who's listening so I will say that these two comics if you want to know the Riddler it's a good way to know the Riddler number one War of Joke and Riddles by Tom King okay this was from Rebirth right uh, yeah Tom King is a really excellent writer man and also Batman Hush by John by by Batman Hush is really Jeff good. Jeff Loeb, I, yeah, yeah. And you, you understand where I'm coming from with the Riddler in this, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Jeff Loeb's Batman Hush is so. I have a figure of Batman Hush right behind my head right now. Yeah. That's how much I love Batman Hush, right? Jeff Loeb is such an amazing writer, and yeah, Jeff Loeb's influence on this movie as well, because in the beginning of the movie is almost a shot for shot, um, recreation of the Long Halloween by Jeff mm-hmm. Loeb. Yeah, which is another Batman story, yep. right? He did Batman Hush, which was referenced a lot in the movie. Uh, Jeff Loeb was also the guy who produced Heroes, the TV series. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering why there is so much kind of nodding, uh, so much of a nod to Jeff Loeb, it's because uh, Jeff Loeb was Matt Reeves' screenwriting teacher at USC in his university. Oh, that's pretty university cool. Of South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So he he kind of because this is a Batman movie and Jeff Loeb has such Jeff Loeb has such a long history of Batman he kind of gave a lot of nods to Jeff right. Loeb which I, I th- which I love that so you mean to me Matt, Matt Reeves 
Matt Reeves gave a lot of nods to Jeff Loeb. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. I understand. Which that. I loved. Yeah. Those were the parts of things that I loved as a nerd. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I managed to catch the harsh one during the movie. Yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, 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 I freaked out at that. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. that so much. So, yeah. I have a question for you regarding this. Yeah. What villains do you want to see for this Batman face? For this specific Batman? Yes. Matt Reeves, Batman. This mm. iteration of Batman. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I know what I don't want. I don't okay. want another Joker story. Okay. Yet, at least. Okay. Give me a f- maybe the next few. I don't want like straight away jump yeah, to the Joker so. again. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see more of like Court of Owl. For sure. Uh, yeah. Court of Owl has always been interesting. And very, very scary as well. I find yeah. it very scary. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, like the idea of like, you know, you have a whole building and the one whole floor is actually a yeah. fake flaw and what the shit is that? That's yeah. so freaking scary. This is also a really good universe to do the Court of Owls yeah. because they already touched on the founding of Gotham yeah. between the Arkhams and the Waynes. Exactly, yeah. And basically, Bruce Wayne is kind of the descendant of the Arkhams and Waynes. Yeah. Because we, Martha, his mother, Martha, was Martha Arkham hmm. and his father was Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Which is, uh, if you're not familiar, the Court of Owls are the founding families of Gotham forming a secret society that yep. kind of dictates the... Everything within yeah, Gotham, And actually. they're kind of the reason that Gotham is in such yep. shit. Yep. Such a horrible, yeah. decrepit place. Yeah. Because they rip off the people to live in wealth themselves. Yeah. Which is an amazing story. I, I would like to see maybe like characters like Azrael? Ez- Israel? Azrael, yeah. Azrael. Okay, yes, that would be cool. Or even Orphan. Orphan would be cool, yeah. But, but maybe that's maybe that's part a, of the Orphan wouldn't be Bat Family. Antagonist. Yeah. The bad family side of story, yeah. right? But maybe like Azrael, Azrael, uh, and who else? Yeah, I think these are. Oh, the leprechaun guy. What's what's the name? Leprechaun. The guy? leprechaun. No. Matt Hatter. A uh, Matt Hatter. Yes. He's not a leprechaun. No, yeah, Matt Hatter is really cool. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I, I. How about like, you? Like I mentioned, I, I would love to see this movie go on the five movies. Mm-hmm. Here's why. so the first movie obviously we got the Riddler who is in his early years of the career yeah Batman as well early years of career next movie do a Mr. Freeze Mr. Freeze give him a whole different villain altogether that has nothing to do with the bigger like nothing to do with the bigger picture yet no no relation to Riddler whatsoever yep right give him Mr. Freeze because he's an entirely different villain altogether third movie Give them a little bit of the Joker and the Penguin and Freeze. Kind of break oh, that, that's it That's a bit of... fast. Okay. No, okay. here's the thing. Because it's supposed to be a trilogy, you have mm-hmm. to have it big, right? Give them this thing that kind of... They're working in cahoots to take down the Batman, mm-hmm. which doesn't work. Yep. So, at the end of the movie, you t- he takes them down, but you leave a cliffhanger into the fourth movie where you do Batman Hush. Okay. Where, because Batman Hush is kind of split into two yeah. parts, right? Yeah. And those of you who know will know. And so you can have kind of the first half of that movie related to the third movie where it was kind of the rogues, the three of them were causing chaos while Hush was pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning half of that movie. And then you do the reveal of Batman Hush okay. at the yes. last ha- yep. the second half of the fourth movie. Yep. That will be a cool way to redeem. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I understand. But you get yeah, what yeah, I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you don't want any spoilers for Batman Hush, turn this like mute it for thirty seconds or skip forward thirty seconds, okay? Because from now, 
because the Riddler is the one that's behind the strings yep. tugging on Batman Hush. Yep. And that will be a cool way to redeem this character that everybody seems to like so much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then for the final movie, the Riddler wasn't the one pulling the strings. For the final movie, you do the Court of Owls. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Then that sounds amazing. This would be the best. I feel if you do these movies correctly, and I feel Matt Reeves can do it, I can hand wave away the Batman, the, this movie, and everything else I would love. Maybe you throw in a little Clayface here and there, or Bane in the beginning of the Hush movie, because he, you, you need a bit more of a team as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could do like the Crocodile and shit, but yeah, throw that in there. This would be the best Batman series ever because it's five movies. You get the time to develop it and everything. But that would be the way I end it with the Court of Owls. I think that would be amazing. Like, yeah, if you end it with Court of Owls, that's, that's a perfect Gotham City kind yes. of Batman. Yes. Which I would like to see more, you know. And along uh, the way yeah. of that, you can show Batman, because it's five movies, it's yeah. going to take like, what, 10 years to do at mm-hmm. least, right? By the time you reach the, the Court of Owls, Batman will be slightly older. Mm-hmm. He would be the Batman that we know and love. Yep. And you would be able to introduce characters like Barbara Gordon, Rob, like Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, yeah. You'll be able to bring even Tim Drake, or not, not even Tim, uh, Jason Todd in yeah. the mix if you want to. And then you can have the Bat Family versus the Court of Owls. Yeah, I think that would be a crazy good story, that man. Would be like, amazing. yeah, and I think, and these yeah. are all kind of villains that no live action movie has ever done properly, or even done. In fact, yes. a lot of them. Yeah. So I feel that that will be the way to go. I think so too. I I would really love a Court of Owl movie, a part of the vi- yeah. the main villains Court of Owl. Yeah. I would love that yeah. in the final movie you reveal that they have been pulling the strings the whole five movies. I think they'll be they fed the Riddler in the yeah. first movie his his yeah. ways to yep. do that because like yeah it's fed, very yeah. possible it's the it's that's the way to go yeah and you you know I think I, I, you know we keep we kept talking about this you know comparing uh Marvel and DC and yeah. we keep thinking oh yeah the way Marvel did it is amazing like the yes. whole Avengers come together so many movies but to be honest if we have five movies just on Gotham City. And it would be amazing. And building on the success that this Batman already yeah. has with the mass media, yeah. I mean with the mass market as yeah. well, I think there's a very strong base of building a superhero that that is Batman, that is have all the right, you know, all these things. Um, exactly. And you don't need like to call collaborate bringing Superman, bringing because you I don't think, have to, yeah. Because I think that is very Marvel and I think DC shouldn't copy. But they should save it for they should save it for Justice League movies. Yeah, but that also, I don't mind if they put all their resources into just a Gotham For project, sure. Because right? you can do so much with Batman already. Yeah. Batman Inc. is one of the craziest things in DC Universe. Yes. There's so many characters you can pull from, man. And the villains are so interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And like that's why I love the, was it Rebirth or New 52 run? It was Rebirth. Rebirth's run of Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. Because that story was so good. You got Clayface as a good guy. You got the loss of Tim Drake early on. Yes, and then Spoiler yeah. becoming becoming kind of erratic. Even though I don't like that version of Spoiler, it's not true to the way Spoiler should be, but it was still a good version of Spoiler. Right. And that run of Detective Comics was so good. Yeah. 
So, what about you guys? What are some comics you like from the Batman? What are your favorite iterations of the Riddler? Let me know, because I love the Batman and everything yeah. to do with that. And uh, if you really like the Batman, like me, please let me know. But if you don't, please let me, let us know yeah. as well. I mean, we... okay, if you if you had gripes with the Batman, contact me. If you like Batman, contact Stephen. <laughs> but, but honestly, but, but, yeah. yeah. But I... And if you wanna, if you listen to this episode and you disagree with the things I'm saying, please, if you wanna have a civilized conversation, please at me. I don't mind. Yeah. I would love to have a proper conversation. Yeah. About other things, even that. I love deferring opinions and I'm not going to try to force my opinion on anybody. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, uh, both of us appreciate that and that's why we can even have this conversation, right? Exactly, <laughs> precisely. And you'll be, yeah. you'll be able to reach us on the Podity on Instagram or Twitter. That's T-H-E-P-O-D-D-I-T-Y on Instagram and Twitter or you can, you'll be able to find our personal links on the Podity on Instagram and Twitter as well. If you feel like you don't want to add us you want to feel at one of us i feel if anybody listens to this they're going to be targeting me but go ahead if you want to have here's the thing if you want to have a civilized conversation i will gladly do it if you want to come at me with screaming nonsense i will block you simple as that yeah yeah <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening stay tuned to this thursday where we're going to be talking in Portity more about steven talking about how batman doesn't want robin to be batman and we'll also be talking a little <laughs> bit about what I want to talk about, which is the direction of the DC universe mm, moving oh, forward. That is so fantastic. So yeah, stay about. tuned yeah. to this Thursday on Pod Anymore, and we'll catch you then. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Nate. I'm Steven. Goodbye. Bye.